And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. We are back with a show in what feels like forever. It feels like a long time, and it has been a long time. We had it was it was only one week, John, but it feels I like know. a long time. We left we left them with a present to to tide them over last week. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Uh, hopefully, we have remembered. We have remembered <laughs> to to hit the record button this time. It's happening. So you should so you should get the high quality audio you expect from this show, and that we pride ourselves in on this show. Um, but John, before we get in, man, how was your weekend? Hope it went. Hope hope it was well. I hope it was eventful. Maybe less eventful. I don't know. I don't know when what you were in the mood for. Oh, uh, this weekend I was on a trip with my dad uh, on mid upstate New York. So we went to Cooperstown. Nice. Uh, went to a classic car museum, which I was for certain was going to be like three cars in some dude's garage because it was one of those, you know, like when you go to the hotel mm-hmm. and there's all those like, what can you do around here? Little little things you pull. <laughs> it was that. And I was like, this is going to be dumb. And it wasn't. It was great. It was amazing. And then we went to uh, I went to a Syracuse Mets game. It was a it was a action packed weekend. How about That's you, right. I uh I spent the weekend right outside of Philly. Uh, one of my uh, wife's friend, college friends, was getting married. So we got invited to that wedding. Uh, so uh, it's in Phoenixville, uh, Pennsylvania. By the way, Pennsylvania, you guys are crushing it with your town's names. I mean, Phoenixville, King of Prussia, apparently, is another town name. That's they have a big mall there, there too. Yes. <laughs> killing it. Killing it with your names. Um, inventive, I'll say the least. New York uh, but, just copies towns from England, uh, like verbatim, all yeah, over the they, place. It's And also from Connecticut, weirdly. I think they were just they were just like, I don't know. How many Norwiches do we need? <laughs> we'll do a couple Norwiches. Let's do some Hartfords. We'll throw them out there. But yeah. But uh, yeah. So that that was my that was my um, that was my uh, that was my weekend. And uh I tried to keep up with the soccer as best I could, um, but uh, DC United, uh, it's it's finally uh, let's let's get into it, John. Uh, DC United, it's finally over. It's finally done. Uh, shocker, I know. I know everybody was really thinking that that this was going to happen, but we almost that, had it. We almost had it. We were this close. Uh, DC United officially eliminated from the 2020, 2022 MLS Cup playoffs. Um, they have sealed their fate uh, in a. I don't know what we would call this draw. I mean, I I think no, everybody knew that the season was over. Like every, Everybody had in their head, like, there was a very slim chance this team was going to make the playoffs. This was more a confirmation um, as such. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think rather than getting, because we, we've been away from you guys for a while, um, and, you know, John and I are both trying to busy, trying to keep up best we can. Uh, so I don't, I don't think we're going to go maybe too much, like, in depth on the latest game. I have some thoughts on the game. Um, I kind of caught at least a little bit of it, was able to kind of parse some things, watch some highlights, did some some looking around. Um, John, I just want to give your overall thoughts here. The, the team's eliminated. That's not great. No. How are you? How are what are your overall feelings about the team, the direction? Things have gotten better. They picked up the win against New York was a, a nice win. I don't know if we actually talked about that one. We didn't. Um, and then they've now played two zero zero draws, one against Colorado, one against Real Salt Lake. Um, so they're on a three game unbeaten streak, by the way, (laughs) and they have a win. So you can't call it a three game winless streak. Um, so they are, they are unbeaten right now. So I would like things do appear to be trending up. Um, I think it's more of a question of how much up. And there is obviously some big, big question marks 
Um, and a certain contract situation getting resolved, I think, would elevate my thoughts about this team. We'll get to that in a minute. But, John, I want to get your thoughts first. What, do you, what are your overall thoughts after these past three games? You watch the team, obviously, live in, in Colorado. What are your thoughts about the team, sort of, and where they are and how they've looked the past couple weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's uh, it's weird, right? We're, we're fixing holes in the boat. There was a lot of holes in the boat. We were taking on water all over the place. The criticism was we both cannot score and we can't stop them from scoring. We're giving up goals on crosses. We're giving up goals on corners. And they've been able to tighten it up a little bit. Yeah. At the expense of offensive chances in some of these games. Uh, Real Salt Lake, particularly, I think there were maybe two or three good chances the entire game. Ola Kamara probably should have scored. Mm -hmm. And we would have been hilarious if we walked out of that with three points. But, uh, you know, getting a point, I'll, I'll focus on the most recent game. Getting a point at Rio Tinto, or now the uh, unfortunately named America First Stadium, oh, uh, uh, is 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 amazing, right? We know we don't do well at that at that stadium. We have historically done horrible, mm-hmm. aside from a certain U.S. Open Cup victory. Other than that, this team uh, is awful <laughs> in Utah. So the fact that they could put it together, put together what I wouldn't call a ninety-minute performance, but frustrate Real Salt Lake put in a, a team of the week uh, bench performance, apparently, for for uh, Mr. Ochoa, and, you know, continue to give young players an opportunity. Uh, I, I think it's really exciting when you see a 15-year-old playing starting uh, mm-hmm. at center back for D.C. United. Matai Akamboni was, uh, I mean, he obviously played 45 minutes and subbed off after a, uh, after a yellow card, but he didn't look out of place. He didn't look, you know, uh, comparably worse than other center back play we've seen this year. And the exciting thing for me is Wayne Rooney has said, if you play well in, in training, you'll get on the field. And he said, I have, I, I'm not a liar. I, I tell the truth. And I have to show that to the players so that they continue to work hard uh, you know, all season long. So how do I feel in general? I feel like this is a team that still has a lot to do in certain places of the field. I am. I know that it's way too early. I do think that next year around this time, people are going to be looking at Christian Benteke with a with a with a furrowed brow, we'll we'll see. Uh, I think it it's such there's such a expectation based on his name, mm-hmm. where he comes from, the salary paid, the transfer not the transfer fee paid, but just you know the the t- entire dollar um, dollar cost paid here. Uh, that he is in, the expectations are going to be very high for him to achieve, and it's it's almost I don't want to say it's impossible, but it will be very challenging. I, I think I we'll think- be looking at that. I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing obviously has been that his assumed strike partner for next year um, has been out injured in an unfortunate concussion. And um, according to Stephen Goff, I believe who just posted the report for the game tomorrow against Kansas City. Also uh, out. Uh, also out again. So, uh, you know, concussions are funny things. Sometimes players can get a concussion. They can come back in two weeks. Sometimes it takes a little longer. I, I think they're probably being maybe overly cautious. There's really no point. I mean, obviously you want to get those minutes, but you'll have preseason games where they can build up, you know, next season. So um, I, I think obviously you would, you would, you want to see that, you know, also to, to give teams some light, but I mean, if he goes out, you know, before he's ready and picks up another concussion, that's not good. So, or picks up another injury. So I think you want to be, you know, cautious with him. The season's over, yep. you know, we're just kind of writing out these last few games, trying some different things. Um, I thought the lineup in Real Salt Lake was interesting. I think it was very clear. Uh, the, um, Akinboe was 
I thought, you know, he didn't look out of place, but I uh, I kind of went back and I'm like, not really noticing him out in the field, which I guess is a, is a good thing for, for a, a center 15, back. That's fine for a center back and a 15 year old. Um, but I don't think and again, you know, it's his first full professional game. Obviously, he's 50, 15 years old. I certainly can't can't imagine many 15 year olds that are out there ready to play against full, you know, fully professional players. So, you know, we got to obviously be patient with him. Um, I, I don't think he made any drastic mistakes. I don't think he did anything that made me say, oh, he should he and Donovan Pines or he and Birnbaum should be the starter. But that's that's maybe to be expected. Uh, one player I do want to highlight and we'll, we'll, we'll get to the main. I think the main star of the show for DC United has been these past uh, three games. Um, and I think I think the guy who has basically proven that, yes, he is a talented goalkeeper. We'll get to him in a minute. Uh, I do want to say Donovan Pines, especially in this game. Maybe if da- if David Ochoa doesn't have any big saves, he, uh, Donovan Pines would have been my man in the match for the last game. There were just he had, and I, I, if you look at the, I think the Footmob stats had him like at least seven six or seven, cl- yeah, six, six six or seven clearances, interceptions. Like he was just all over the field, and a large a large reason why, even when attacks got to that defensive area. They were just unable uh, – really, uh, RSL was unable to get any sort of clear-cut opportunities. Uh, so that the, these cut past few performances and and, and along, with, uh, along with sort of the rise of David Ochoa has also been – like Donovan Pines is out there showing like just the fewer physical gifts he has. And when he is focused, he has the potential to be a – I think an elite center back in this league. I still think he has that potential. Um, and – it shows in a lot of these performances that he, that he's had in these, in these past few games. I think there was one moment where he recovered the ball, turned, looked up and just played an inch perfect pass to break pressure out off the, off the line where RSL was challenging and allowed a transition into the attack. And uh, that that's a skill set that if he can figure out how to harness and how to, to really develop and really, I mean, really with, with him, it's just, it, and we've talked about this a lot. It's just, it's just narrowing down the mistakes and he played has played, pretty much three mistake-free games. Um, you just, you've just jinxed him now. I've just way, jinxed then. him. I know. I probably have. I probably have. Uh, but, but he was another standout, I think. If he can elevate his game, it makes our defensive picture a lot less murkier and a lot less needing needful. If he, if he can continue to put in good performances down the stretch in these games, um, then I think maybe if you're if you're Wayne Rooney, you say, well, rather than you know trying to put all the salary towards you know maybe we go out and get instead of thinking we need two big time center backs in the maybe the MLS free agent market, maybe we just get one one really good one, and then we just count on having Pines or Birnbaum fill in, and we satisfy that, and then we focus more on sort of developing a because I, I think this team does need more one more sort of elite level attacker. Um, to sort of compliment, especially when, you know, a guy like taxi phone dust is out. So um, that's kind of my thought. Do you have, do you have the same opinion or do you think, do you think I should be maybe a little bit tepid with my, with my Donovan Pines praise? Oh, always you should for sure. I mean, <laughs> the, the recency bias that occurs with Donovan Pines every time is, uh, is, you know, you remember it every single time he has a run of, it just happens every season. He'll have a run of games mm-hmm. where he'll be like, this is it. This is our center back of the future. I'm so glad we found this kid. And then he'll he'll have a bit of a turn. He'll have a turn in form and we'll be right back to where we were. So that's, uh, you know, this is he's running out of chances for that to be true. He's getting older. 
Um, so now it's no longer, he's not 18. He's not, well, now the new, the new sliding scale for young players in the team has, <laughs> has gone down lower and lower. Now 15 is the youngest. So, uh, he's a, he's a comparable veteran <laughs> on, on the back line. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what we've always said, right? The physical gifts are there. It's always about, it's about the passing. It's about clearing up mental mistakes. RJ, RJ, RNDC said that basically Pines needs a partner to take leadership of the line. Yeah. Just let him do his thing basically. And I think that's probably true. Is that Fernbaum? Is it, is it another center back? Is it Paulson? I don't know. That's what Wayne's trying to find out. I think here in the last couple games, Paulson looked all right in his position. I don't think, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm wondering if that is their hope for center back of the future, or if he was brought in as a six, considering we have like 9,000 sixes (laughs) on this team. Uh, So that, that could be it. He might've wanted a, that's maybe the move you make when you want ball playing center backs is to try to find a guy that's has the versatility to also not look out of place in defensive midfield. So that's, yeah. you know, he might be the guy. Yeah. That the only thing I will say is like, we saw, we did see one performance from Paulson as a mm-hmm. center back in that, in that Philly game. Um, and he got basically not so good there. Yeah. Bodied off the ball. So I, I think his, his, he's going to be more effective if he's in that sort of center, um, that center midfield role. Um, let's get to the, probably the main star of the show right now. Um, and that's David Ochoa, a guy who may or may not be here next year. Um, I think one thing we learned from him, it took him a couple games to, to find form. Um, but once he has, he is, he is showing why he is every bit the talent that RSL thought they had as their goalkeeper of the future. And hopefully DC fans, um, are thinking I'm almost thinking maybe he's doing, he's performing a little bit too good. You know, he was going to show out for this game, by the way, that, that you know, was, a, yeah. that was a bet. I, and I had a, I had a bet that I canceled right before that. I will cop to this. I'm, I don't have to say this cause it happened entirely in my head, but I'm going to share this with the listeners. I had a bet, uh, for under two and a half goals in the, in the match for pretty good odds. I was like, that's a, that's a decent bet. I wasn't going to bet on DC United to win. Cause it was insane. Uh, but I, that was my bet. And then I saw Matai in starting the game, and I was like, "Cancel bet, Ca- cash out bet." I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> this is going to go poorly. And you know, it turns out I was a dummy. It turns out that squirrel's straw would have would have cashed. But uh, yeah, I mean, he is. He made a number. Uh, he made. He reminded me of Bill Hamid there. Yep. basically, game set game. You know, point stealing. We have not had that since Bill when Bill was Bill, and Bill has not been Bill. It, he almost. He what what's so what's so impressive about him is is Bill Bill would make around his age, and this is you know not a knock against Bill necessarily because uh, he he grew he very much grew out of this I think, uh, but Bill Bill would always make these great saves and everything, but mentally he would always have he would have a lot of Donovan Pines esque mistakes sometimes they and when they're when you're a goalkeeper and you have those mistakes uh, they would result in red cards. Uh, you know, the the famous you can't hold us back moment came after he was sent off um, for it was worth it. It was worth it for the iconicness of the, it, of the saying. And, and <laughs> it was. But it was it it was something that that dogged him. And this is that is not something you really see right now from David Ochoa. He is very much in control of the matches. He's making the right moves. He's making the big saves and he is winning this team. He is keeping this, getting this team points Um, and DC should be doing everything in their power. Honestly, if it means giving up a designated player spot to keep him, I don't know. Maybe you make that move. Maybe you make that move. I I don't know if they, I don't think they will because I think they certainly want to use that. 
Um, but what, you know, maybe he gets above that threshold and then he becomes, you know, a GAM slash TAM level player. I think that's certainly worth it for what we've seen so far. Um, you're going to have to pay him because I guarantee you some, there are teams out there that were scouting this kid and then he's been gone for a year and like, well, maybe we're not so interested. Then he gets another chance. He gets put in, you know, front of these games. And I guarantee you, there are probably some teams that are still interested. Um, again, as I've talked about, the goalkeeper position is not like, you know, uh, if he was playing at this type of level and he was like a, a six or a 10, I would think those calls would come maybe a little quicker because those are easier positions to break into when you're a goalkeeper, like you're either the goalkeeper starting goalkeeper or you're on the bench. There's no other position you can kind of slot yourself into maybe to get minutes or to get, you know, or get subbed in even too. you can't even be subbed in obviously re- regularly as a goalkeeper, unless something has gone horribly wrong. Um, so I think that is, again, probably weighing on his mind. He comes here. He knows he will be the starter. No question about it at this point. So um, we'll see. The team has apparently entered contract negotiations, according to golf. Uh, I'm not I, I don't I really don't know how to read this. I, I think it's honestly I'd say it's about 50 50 whether he's yeah, back Je- here next year. Jesse Lightford in the chat uh, is bringing up his his quotes about wanting to play in Europe, his quotes about wanting to play in Mexico. I think there's, I think there's something to that. I think it's all sure. about negotiations. He's negotiating in the press. He's, uh, he. I will say that David Ochoa is not going to be uh, a guy who just stays quiet for the benefit of the team and the benefit of you know professionalism or whatsoever. We, we, we know we. I don't. We don't know him personally. All we know about him is his short track record as, as a pro. And what we would know is that the man is going to do what the man wants to do. Uh, he he is he is looking out for for his his future and his opportunities. So I think that uh, I think that we're looking at a situation where, like you say, they're going to have to pay him. I think it also matters how long he keeps this up. Does he does he throw clean sheets the rest of the the rest of the season? That would be that would be something. Certainly, I I think that uh, someone else also mentioned SC Lad also mentioned. Hamid's recent tweets uh, saying that he might stay. I just looked before we got on the show. It came up. It was a picture of uh, the nursery he set up in his for his baby. And he's by, by the way, I love that. Congrats to Bill uh, and his, uh, I think, girlfriend. I'm not sure. And also congrats to Russell Knauss, who played in front of his child for the first time. That's very awesome. But Bill said a little hiatus to become a father after 14 years playing professional soccer, feeling blessed and motivated. And I can wait, cannot wait for my son to watch daddy play next year. The future is bright. And for him, I'm coming for it all. P.S. Putting up wallpaper ain't easy. It's not. Uh, but I don't think that's here. I think he just means that I'm going to play no matter what. And if we sign Ochoa, clearly he's gone. Um, I, I think if you just gave him Bill's money, I think that might be enough. Yeah. Um, and I think if he does this for the rest of the season, you give it to him. Yeah. I think he, I think motivation is important for him. And I think that keeping him happy. He's a player that he's a player that needs uh, to feel valued, I think. And he's a mm-hmm. player that needs to feel like we are counting on this guy and we're showing him how much we value him by the fact that we're paying him better than the top, you know, in the top 10 of at least in the top 10 of MLS keepers. So hey, I'd, it, I'd be curious to see where Bill Hamid's salary. Cause that, cause that was apparently a big holdup in the contract negotiations. I, I appreciate your sentiment, Jesse. Obviously, you know, he's going to say he wants to, he wants to be out there in uh in europe every i'm sure every goalkeeper wants to uh but if dc comes in and says hey you you know you said in the press you want to be paid like a top 10 goalkeeper we think you're worth that top 10 slot here's a you know here's a two-year deal with an option for a year um and then you know give us this year under rooney 
And then, you know, obviously we'll have, and if things are going well, stick around for next year. And then if you perform really well, if you're, you know, MLS goalkeeper of the year, we'll look for a sale. Look what we've done with, you know, with Kevin Predis. Look what we've done with other players. You Moses know, we'll, Nyman. <laughs> yeah, Moses Nyman. We'll give you that. We'll give you that deal. Um, obviously, I think it'd be a little different. I think there is a sell-on percentage that um, RSL would get. I'm pretty sure that would be that. A big one. Yeah. 50%, that, I believe. By the way, yeah. Bill Hamid's on $700,000. Mm-hmm. Which sounds a lot until you realize that Nigel Roberta is on six hundred and twenty-two thousand, uh, and Steve Steve Birdbomb's on seven hundred and sixty-two thousand. Yeah. So, so I mean, honestly, if if that is a top ten contract, you give that to him. Um, and yeah. I, to respond, I think I think Bill Bill will find himself um, the brand new starting, potentially the starting goalkeeper for the St. Louis MLS expansion team. Would not put it past them to be that. I think Are I've they named pretty- St. Louis FC. Is that what their dumb name is? Is yeah, it's like what is it? Yeah, AFC St. Louis FC Soccer Club. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. I don't honestly remember. They'll be they'll be in here next year. I'm sure. Yeah, so. they don't matter. They'll, we need to know about them once they start stealing our players in the expansion draft. St. Louis City, all capitals. City, all capitals. SC. Cool. That can't be. Is that is that like? Is it? You think that's the real design? Like it's going to be all caps like that? Oh, it's, I, hope it, so. <laughs> I think it is. That's how they oh. have their Twitter account. Oh boy, that's dumb. <laughs> that's dumb. Uh, new teams, new teams have to be different, right, to to try to stand out. But that, yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I, I think I've said. I think there's there's probably a lot of players. We'll see. I, I think Bill Bill. If I'm looking as an expansion team, I've got a lot of extra gam. I don't want to waste it on an international slot. I want to get a guy with MLS experience who maybe just needs a, a different environment. Um, you know, I think Bill could be a good option for that. So um, I, I don't think he's going to be here. I think the team is kind of ready, um, is ready to, to move on. So um, by the way, great article. I don't know if you read too. speaking of, you know, integrating players into the, into the team. Um, I don't know if you read the, the latest article from Stephen Goff sort of about um, Wayne Rooney integrating himself in, into the, um, the, the, the guy is a player's manager and um, I'm starting to, I guess with this whole transition, I wasn't sure it was going to work. I thought this, I'm not sure like we have the defensive prowess to like hold this. And I'm still not part of the reason these games have been zero zero is that the team is very much controlled in what chances that they're going to take. Um, that means they need to be clinical. They haven't been very clinical. Um, and that's why you're seeing zero zero. You're seeing a lot of, um, you know, 0.5.6 XG. But one thing I think he is really flourishing. And one thing I think that is, a major upside to him. And I think why they brought him in is that he apparently he's a guy who really likes to spend time with players. Uh, I think he, he has especially said he's trying to get to know the guys who are not here in 2018. Uh, you might, you might go Barry, I think mentioned that he, uh, I think he picked him up or something like the trade. He's like, yeah, I'll go pick him up. Let's go pick him up. So, um, living with his assistant coach right now in a rented mm-hmm. home. It's a, that's a move. That's cer- it's, it's very weird. It seems like it's like, almost like a, almost like a summer camp situation or like mm-hmm. he's in a dorm. And, you know, everyone, everyone fixated on the fact that he is not with his family or whatever. But it, this is like a this feels like soccer college for mm-hmm. him, coaching college. He had Darby County, obviously, but this is his opportunity to, to build a team and build a team again. I probably actually have more resources than Darby County. I'm not, I'm I'm not sure. totally yeah. sure, but I, I would assume so. And, and have the you have you have owners that have the I mean, Jason Levin and Steve Kaplan have the ability if they if they really wanted to to go out and do what Wayne what Wayne you know to pretty much do what Wayne says they wanted to, there's just clearly not a ambition or drive to do so. 
Um, they are not, you know, broke owners. They are not like Steve Kaplan is, is a billionaire. He has the money to do so. Um, Jason Levy and not so much, but certainly a guy who is not, you know, not poor. If he wants to invest this money and, and help build this team, he has the, he has the resources to do so. He's it's very just comfortable matter. spending other people's money. That's, uh, and, that's the thing you can say by Jason Levy. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at, you look at Wayne Rooney coming into this year. I mean, if, if Wayne Rooney says he wants something, I mean, I, I think he's going to get it. So, um, we'll find out. Yeah, we will. We will absolutely, absolutely if, if, be finding out. If you listened, uh, if, if you you listened to the Sean Howe interview last week, it definitely it sounds like they don't feel super resource constrained. It sounds like they're not rubbing pennies together uh, to make a move. It also sounds like defense goalkeeper needs to be sorted out. So obviously, Ocho is the the chosen person there. Uh, but they they know that defense still needs to get better from a from a manpower perspective, and they want to use that DP. And he sounded pretty positive that a big signing was going to come in January. So it's probably already on deck at this point. You got. You got to feel. You got to feel good about it. uh, This next year is. I don't think you need to feel good about DC United twenty twenty four. I don't think there's. I don't think there's a lot of (laughs) uh, reason to do that. But you. I think you've got to feel like twenty twenty three will be a season that is is interesting to watch. Uh, It's it's worth, you know, investing in your your time and effort into the team to see where they get because it's going to be exciting. I don't think it's going to be, you know. It won't it won't be boring. We said that please don't suck and be boring. At least be interesting. I think next year is going to be kind of interesting. Yep. Go for the Open Cup. Yeah. Go for the we'll o- talk, let's talk about that, Ted. You brought <laughs> that up. A lot of people agree with you on Twitter about that. Yeah, so I did. So, you know, I was thinking what is what is a realistic like if we want if we want to do at least one thing like so obviously MLS Cup, I'm sure, is a pie in the sky dream. I think this I think based on what we've seen, I think this team did make a tremendous step forward in their signings. None of the signings look like completely terrible, like you're not sure how this is going to work. Ravel Morrison looks solid. Yep. Um, Martin Rodriguez, I think, has actually been the bigger surprise for me. I was not expecting him, actually. He's had some very, very solid moments. I'm very, very thankful he did not look like he had picked up an injury, I think, against Colorado. And it looked pretty serious. Uh and I think a lot of fans were speculating that he might be done for the season. Um, but apparently it wasn't as bad. He was back. So that was very, very good. Um, not a perfect player by any stretch. No, none of these guys they've hired, you know, Victor Paulson, Ravel Morrison, or Martin Rodriguez. They brought in sort of other guys other than Menteke that they brought in are perfect players. Um, but they do show that they are talented. They have something in them. If you can figure out a way to kind of get all those pieces to fit, fit together, get the chemistry of a preseason going, get a, get a set style that works and that's effective, you could see these players being all contributing and being very, very effective. Um, and, you know, looking at obviously with uh, with Benteke and everything like that. So they've, I think they've done enough to sort of get that sort of next step up. We're not an embarrassment anymore. Like we were, we're, we are a team that you need to take seriously. Otherwise you will lose like New York did. Uh, they very clearly like, we're just thinking they could just push us over. We knocked them in the mouth and they had to kind of scramble to get, to get together, to get themselves together. So, um, so coming up on this next season, MLS cup obviously is a, is a pie in the sky, We'll know basically by midseason whether that's even a realistic possibility. It probably won't be unless there is just a massive turnover and a massive turnover and it all just works because that's the biggest thing is like it all has to fit together. And that's that's never a guarantee when you're making a whole bunch of signings. But if I am, if I am the ownership, I'm thinking, well, what trophy is like well within our reach that would get a get 
sort of get fans back in. It would give us something that even when Wayne leaves, we can kind of build on. And that's the U.S. Open Cup. And I think they should absolutely just go all in on that tournament. Even if even if they uh, you you have enough time to sort of build up. If you're undefeated and winning and and top of the league at, at the first third of the season, then sure, maybe then that changes your expectations. But if you're kind of middle of the pack, you know, play your starters, you know, sacrifice a, a league game here or two, go for that open cup. You get yourself to the final, you end up hosting that final and it could be, it can be a launch board for a chance to, to go and win MLS cup. And you, you saw the, the crowd that was in Orlando for that game it was a sold out crowd. I mean, it was a packed, packed house for that game. Um, of course it had its own little like spy gate going on and everything like that. In my opinion, you have to you have to go for that, and I think that's a great trophy to sort of get it. And also potentially, what else, what else, Ted? What else do we get out of that? We get a spot in the Concacaf uh, Champions League. That is correct, sir. Yes, and also uh, we forgot about the Leagues Cup coming also up too next year. Coming up next year. So, and that and that's also that could be a motivational factor to keep waiting around for that option year. Coming up, you've got that uh, you've got that Concacaf Champions League coming up. A chance to, you know, really, really put a staple on the on the team or on the league, and really give, hey, here's this next step. We're going to go and try to, you know, win that, and you know, really become a, a you know major, potentially a major powerhouse if you go out and win, go out and compete in that Champions League. So, I think that's an an idea. If I'm looking for maybe a way to keep Wayne around, is to give him enough motivation uh, to to want to stick around and to show and to show the growth. I, I think there is, everybody's kind of assuming this is a one-year contract and it very well it could be. There's still that option. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if things, if this, if he, if Wayne really feels like he can come back next year and win a championship with a team, with this team and sort of the last year of this contract, if things are going really well, I could see him sticking around. I could honestly see him stick around for at least one more season. It's, I think it's all going to ride on how 2023 goes. I think the weird thing is it's completely out of our hands how it goes. It, yeah. We are we are completely at the the mercy of the hiring situation in the top in the Premier League. That's really what it's about. Honestly, it's about where that's what he wants. That's what it's been discussed. So the question is, does a job that he likes open up in the next 12 to 18 months or 24 months. And if nothing opens up, that's certainly a good reason to say no one is going to hire him in the premier league because he won the open cup. Clearly performance here doesn't really matter. He just basically needs to not embarrass himself, Mm -hmm. like not have more six, nothing losses over and over again, not end up in the front page of a British tabloid uh, because of DC United being so horrible. If that doesn't happen, his name is going to be in the you know the top five for any any opening that happens just because of who he is and his stature in the game. So what we have to hope for, you and I both, I think, is some managerial stability in the Premier League in the next 24 months. We've got to hope that nothing opens up. I don't think he's going to leave for like Derby again. I think he wants to make a step up. So the Everton job that he supposedly spurned, if that were to come open again, which could entirely happen. Yeah. That's the problem. Like if we're if we're hoping on managerial stability, that's not a great thing. No, nah, not in the Premier League. <laughs> not with this thing called relegation that <laughs> nope. forces managers, every manager, there's always managers that get fired in the Premier League. I don't know. I, I could see him. I could see him. I, I think winning the Open Cup, I think at least showing you can sustain success. Sure, like the if he won the Open Cup, would the 
average fan in, you know, in Everton know that or in Liverpool know that he had won the Open Cup. Probably not. But, no, they'll be watching on Apple TV. They'll don't know because there'd be MLS fans. <laughs> well, that well, the, that's U.S. soccer, so that won't be on. That'll probably still be on ESPN Plus. But they'll but, be clamoring. They'll be demanding Apple TV win that contract because so they've been watching like Col- <laughs> like Colorado versus FC Dallas on a Wednesday night. Now that they're <laughs> able to do so, but you know, but do I think that could make some noise and show an ability to take a team that's last place and have them win a a trophy or a championship? I think that could be a significant sign and i think could help boost uh, boost his profile and That's i think a good narrative for sure i, I think Absolutely. i think the year the option year is all we'll let we'll do this for a year let's see how it goes we'll talk at the end of the year and if there is an offer that comes through he says look i can't turn it down obviously i think he jumps yes we'll see it's it's honestly who knows who knows at this point um who knows at this point i think though maybe you could convince him away from like the bortmouth job or the you know, Leeds United job. Like if, if a team like Man United or Chelsea or oh, if Man United goes, we will we will see a trail of cartoon dust. <laughs> it will be it will he'll, he'll create the sonic boom with the speed at which he swims back to England. That's, exactly. That's not even Chelsea. Chelsea farewell could be an opening. God, the hot seat is super hot now with an American owner who just wants to who wants to let a manager completely rebuild the squad and then give him seven games. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. So it's entirely possible that Wayne could go yeah. find another job. So, so cer- certainly that is certain that certainly could happen. Um, and he could be, he could be gone. Um, you know, if one of those big offers come, but I think, you know, having success here, if the big man, if the big teams are not really looking for a, a, you know, a new manager, you know, they're mostly things are stable that year. They're taking in themselves into the sort of the fall season. And, you know, yeah, maybe he's getting some offers for some of the smaller Premier League sides, even some championship sides, you know, having a successful stint here, having, you know, Champions League the next season could say, well, you know, if I build on what I have here and we go out in 2024 and really compete and, you know, win an MLS Cup, you know, then that almost cements myself potentially at looking at even a bigger, the bigger job than maybe than what I'm what I'm used to getting. So I, I think that's not a it's not. I would not be surprised if he would actually would stay here for 2024. I would not be surprised if things go well. If things are kind of middling in 2023, I think he'll be gone. Um, but I think if things are really successful, you could see him saying, hey, I've got a good thing going here. I've seen managers' careers turn south very quickly. Um, and Have we? At this club, have <laughs> we seen that happen? A whole lot. Hold on. Um, yeah. Well, well, listen, Ted's the optimist. I'm the pessimist. We'll we'll see how it goes here in twelve months. We got, however, though, no matter what, we've got a twenty twenty three to be excited about and look forward to. Yeah, we do. We do. Any other thoughts? Sort of, I, I guess, sort of overall on it on any anything else. Let's let's talk a little Benteke. I, I do want to talk sure. about him, um, just a little bit. Um, what your overall thoughts? I guess on on what you've seen for him. Obviously, I think a strong performance. The question's always going to be: He is paid to score. You know, paid the big bucks. Mm-hmm. You do expect goals to come. They haven't come. He's more been kind of a hold up player. Um, yeah, but be very good at that. Very good at that. What do you? Are we maybe looking? Do we need to change at all our perspective on what he brings to this team, or should I we mean, still say nope? If he's not scoring fifteen to twenty goals a season or the next season, then he was a bust, and we need to. I, it's tough. I mean, his recent statistics bear out the fact that he's not being as prolific as he used to be. And I, and I tweeted about it during the Colorado game is that the one thing he does at an elite level at MLS right now with no conditioning and no experience with his teammates is 
win aerial duels, hold the ball up, soak pressure. We haven't had that at all. And that creates a little bit more flexibility on what our attack can look like. Because what were we doing all year long, you know, with with uh, with Chad's, with Wayne, whoever, we've been trying to whip balls in from the sides and try to, that was our offense. If Taxi was playing, Taxi could do some stuff. But from the other, other standpoint, our offensive buildup was usually through the wings or on set pieces. So what he allows is when Taxi is healthy and give that we give him the proper football pads to be able to play in MLS because <laughs> he's being targeted. He cre- he's creating opportunities for those runners, for those secondary offensive players, a second forward, a 10, to be able to cut inside and take that ball and go towards goal. I think that's exciting. I'm curious if that's what Wayne had in mind when he brought him. I think he probably thought additionally that he could score too. There's, you know, he's he may be a little bit uh, biased by his experience coming in MLS and being who he was and be like, yeah, I could score, no problem. I'll score 12 goals. Who cares? Um, I don't know that it's that simple to just come in and do that. So I, I, that's why I'm concerned about next year. He His him succeeding and seeing as being seen as a quality signing. If he's not going to score requires other players around him to do really well. And for him to like bring the level up so that we're not, we're not focusing so much on our highest, our highest priced acquisition of all time. But uh, if that isn't the case, if taxi doesn't have a great follow-up year, if he's not able to bring other players in and the whole team isn't clicking, I think you're going to see a lot of attention on him, particularly if he's Mm -hmm. just a holdup player, if he's Peter Crouch, I mean, I don't think that's what you pay all that money for, but maybe it is. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, the I think I think the if if he comes in and has that elite hold up play and it, and it, it leads to a guy like Taxi Funtas getting an extra five, ten goals a season. Um, he picks up a lot of assists. I think that's I think that's going to be the key thing. If he if he's doing the elite hold up play, then I expect some assists to be. You know, some uh, more assist than I would expect for my, you know, star 17, 20 million dollar, however much yes. we paid for him. Strike too much. <laughs> we did pay too much. But again, as I've stated, it doesn't matter. Once he gets above that, well above that threshold for a player, it really doesn't matter. And we it's not our money. We could have paid, uh, we could have paid 12 million. We could have paid 15 million. It really doesn't matter with MLS and their salary cap rules, as I've stated consistently. Um, so, I mean, I think that's going to be, I think it, it, the partnership with Taxi Funtas is the most important thing for the remainder of this season. If they can develop some sort of chemistry, some sort of partnership that you can use in preseason, they can sort of learn a little bit about each other, they can sort of be effective, um, then I think we have something here. And that's just what we haven't we haven't had an opportunity to see because Funtas has been out injured. So um, I think we'll at least see a couple games. Um, we'll see a couple games with them together. Um, I'm trying to think how many more games, how many more games we got left Four? Is it four? That sounds right. Yeah, Three more home f- games. Yeah. So four games, I think left for the rest of the season. I think that's about right. It's 34 game season. Folks, okay. when we are eliminated from the, when we are eliminated from the league, <laughs> we, we lose a little bit of our sharpness. So you'll have to forgive us for that. And we've been out. Yeah. Four more games. So it's 34 game season. They have four more games left this year. I hope, I hope he's back at least by the next game. And I saw one tweet saying, well, we should just shut him down. I'm like, I don't I don't think you shut him down for I think concussion. Keep, no, not really. Yeah. You keep him, you keep him out there. You keep him out there when he's ready. But if he, yeah. If he's ready, he's ready. It's not like it's a muscle issue. Yeah. So, um, and you know, again, injury reports can be weird. Maybe they'll say he's out and then they'll say, Nope, never mind. He looks good. We're going to. Ted, we're do gonna you miss Ernan's uh, injury report trickery? 
I do. <laughs> maybe I maybe that that's funny. one. Maybe that's one thing Wayne learned from it. So yeah, I like um, and also you know we'll see. Uh, so I, I do think you're going to see at least a couple games with him once he's back from that concussion, and I think that um, that chemistry is going to be crucial. If those guys get off to a hot start and they you know immediately connect and click, uh, we have something here, and we have something potentially uh, uh, transformative on the offensive side of the ball. Would you believe that we have the worst goal differential in the league? I would. Would you believe that our goal differential is exactly the same number as our total number of points in the season? At negative I've, 27? <laughs> at 27 points? I, I would believe that. It's been Pretty a, wild. It's, it's, been a, it's been a bad year. Uh, it bad has year. been quite a bad year. Wooden Spoon, I think, approaches. I think San Jose, I think, has... Do they win? They've won a game. I mean, so have we. So we're accumulating points, too. It's going to be quite a race. These last four games, keep your eyes peeled <laughs> on that bottom of the bottom of the table. Uh, it's the question: like, do you want? It's like one of those. The what do they say now? Suck for luck is the one that's always in my mind. Uh, <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the new thing is now for being bad to get a better draft pick. I, I wonder if that's a player. Like, yeah, yeah we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play Matai at forward. We're gonna just gonna we're just gonna John Campen starting every game, giving some guys some opportunities. Yeah, right now. So right now they are. So uh, the game against Kansas City is a potential wooden spoon <laughs> type matchup. Um, a game I, I think they could go in and win uh, against Kansas City. They have not. I mean, it's not been a good season for them. Um, they are. My money is on another zero zero draw, by the way. I've not made my bet yet, but I'm going to go for a third <laughs> consecutive goals draw. Tim Melia, Tim Melia has been hurt for them. He's still been hurt, and that's been a, a big loss for them. They got a 0-0 draw against Houston, a 2-2 draw against KC. The infamous, should have been 3-2 loss, um, the infamous PK, um, I think, got him. So, All right, folks, I think that's going to do it uh, for this episode of United 96. I'm going to point have... privilege real quick, Ted. Yes. Before we leave. Uh, folks, uh, obviously, we love when you support the show, patreon.com slash Refugees. If you want to support me outside of the show, uh, I have a fundraiser hosted for the American Kidney Fund on my Twitter account. So if you want to go to that and potentially give some money for kidney research or helping people who have kidney failure, who are experiencing dialysis, trying to get a transplant, take a look, ask any questions. And I appreciate it. It's on uh, underscore John underscore Hoffman on Twitter, which you've seen me from before. But also you can also do patreon.com slash refugees. <laughs> you can uh, subscribe to us on Twitch. And you can always write uh, write reviews and rate the show on whatever platform you're on. We always enjoy that. Uh, and yeah, we're going to keep on trying to get you guys these special interviews uh, for our Patreons first. Uh, some d- I always say it's seven days, but basically it just this, you're going to get it first. A couple days early. I don't know how exactly how many days, but it always depends. Uh, but uh, I think the Sean Howe interview was interesting. Uh, he sort of shed some light on some stuff and was also, I asked him about, uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, I asked him about the playoff quality roster uh, statement that he didn't make, but I asked him if he wanted to defend it or 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 not. So take a listen to that if you haven't yet on our on our podcast feed. And thanks for all the the ways you support the show and, and me and Ted. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic interview um, done by John. So that Thank that you. is that is something I would if you are a DC United fan. If you if you want a peek up behind the curtain, if you want to you can go listen to this right now. Everything, everything holds up basically true. Um, I don't think you talked about any sort of more recently things that might change. Nope. You can listen to it every week for the next 52 <laughs> weeks and it'll still be relevant until, 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 until the transfer window <laughs> starts yep. up and we sign Leno Messi. I don't know. Yep. Then maybe that gets blown up. All right, folks. Thank you again so, so much for listening. Remember you can donate on Patreon. If you already pay for Amazon prime, you already, everybody, I don't think I know anybody who doesn't, I'm sure there's some people out there, but no one has Amazon one. prime. Go to twitch.tv slash RFG refugees. 
and hit that button where you can subscribe with your Prime. You link your account, super easy, boom. You can give us support without actually having to open up your wallet, um, so to speak, even though you do pay for Prime. But, you know, everyone does. <laughs> anyway, guys, we'll check you out next week. We'll have games, other more recent games to talk about that John and I will definitely watch and we'll be able to give you better details. So we'll catch you guys next week. Vamos. Vamos.